Welcome to the cam-university.com podcast practicum. This show is brought to you by cam-university.com, your number one leader in education for all community association managers. Today's show is also brought to you by Jack Real Estate Services, home of the 1% listing fee. Save thousands when selling your home with our 1% listing fee. So let's get started. Your host for the show, Jason Ekman from Jack Real Estate Services and Lynn Sadowski from cam-university.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the cam-university.com podcast practicum. My name is Jason Ekman from Jack Real Estate Services, and I'm your co-host. Our goal of the show is to bring you topics that are centered in and around community association management. Also with me is the chancellor of CAM University, and of course, my co-host for the show, Lynn Sadowski. Our show today is all about elevators. I know that was not the word you were expecting, but it's all about elevators. And to give us the information we need to have success, we have our special guest this week, who is John Gill. John is with Premier Oracle Elevators. Okay, I just saw what your shirt said, Premier yeah, I don't Elevators. Have a, I don't have a... Yeah, that's all right. We'll get to all that. Premier, all, I do, but I, they're all they're all uh, they're all in the wash right now. Well, I'm that's so busy. That's probably more than we wanted to know, but that's okay. We're gonna get right to it, uh, John. Since since we got you, when we're talking about elevators, because I'm not even sure where to start with this topic. Sometimes, so I'll start with this. What's the one thing people ask you all the time when it comes when you're out, you know, meeting with clients? Why do elevators break so much? That, that's a good question. What is the answer to that? The ele- the answer is basically twofold. The age of the equipment is part of the reason the elevators break. And then the fact that if you're not getting regular monthly PMs on your elevators, preventive maintenance, the elevators are going to break more because more people are using them and, and people break elevators and they're mechanical pieces of equipment that need PMs. And if you don't do the PMs, the cars are going to shut down. Wow. Okay. I guess when you think about it, I never think, like I just get it. I walk in the door, right? You hit the button and mm-hmm. you go. You don't really think about, I guess, all the equipment nope. that goes with all that, because you don't see it, nope. right? You just see the inside of the car. Correct. So, And the button's in the car. The button's in the car, right, yep. exactly. All right, so when we're talking, let's talk about that, because, you know, we're, when we're talking about community association management, obviously, a lot of elevators in a lot of these buildings and the people who are listening have elevators. What are some of the preventive maintenance things that you see that people are missing or what stuff they should be doing all the time? Or kind of just take me through the, the as you say, the PM list, the preventive maintenance list. I would say because the most used component on any elevator is the doors because they're opening and closing every day, every minute. When they stop at a floor, the doors open, they close. The doors open, they close. If you're not doing regular PMs on your elevators, the doors are going to start to fail. The door operator that opens and closes the door is going to start failing because it's not being taken care of. So you have to look at the door operator. You got to look at the belts. You got to look at the boards. You have to look at the door locks. You have to look at the tracks. You have to make sure that the doors are opening and closing smoothly and not slamming. There's a lot of that out there, but that's due to lack of maintenance and and to you know my competitors credit because they have their technicians so overloaded with their with route with units on their route they can't get to all these stops they're human beings if you don't give a guy a manageable route he's not going to be able to maintain what he's got so they miss stops they don't get there um that's why you know manufacturers uh, contracts say periodically and systematically so they don't have to go monthly well john i'd like to add something to that because when you just said some of your competitors go to or, or they have clients um, 
where they have so many routes that they have to go to or so many stops that they have to go to that they can't get to them all. Correct. That means that those elevators are not being serviced as often as they should, Correct. which means that there's more likelihood of them breaking down, Correct. which scares the heck out of me Correct. because I don't want to be in an elevator that breaks down Correct. because I am a little bit claustrophobic. Correct. That would be really bad. So I'm only going to go to the buildings that have the elevators that are serviced by Premier Oracle. That makes sense. Well, our philosophy has always been when Premier Elevator uh, started out here in Central Florida in 2015, the owners of the company decided they were going to go back to old school maintenance, which means give monthly visits to every job, no matter the size of the job, no matter if it's one elevator, 12 elevators, give monthly service and your calls are going to go down, your shutdowns are going to go down, and you're going to just send your mechanic there once a month to do maintenance and not have to worry about numerous shutdowns. I guess I thought of a question while you guys were talking with it. People aren't getting to the maintenance in time. In your opinion, and this is your opinion, I don't know if there's an industry standard, but how many uh, elevators should one person be servicing in a normal time frame is there a number for that like because if I'm, a, I'm thinking of this as a cam and if i'm talking to somebody in an elevator company and they say well i have 600 or 500 or 400 or whatever that number is of elevators i service what's too many that i know well you know i know they're never going to be able to get to me i mean is there a better number that's out there yes so you do the math if you can do five inspections five maintenance stops a day there's 21 days in any working month including february you can get to approximately 105 to 110 units a month. Okay. That's a manageable route. So that means that if you have your mechanic doing 200 to 70 to 300 units, which is the average route size for uh, the majors, um, that's insane. There's no way any human being can get to that many stops. It's impossible. You got repairs, you got callbacks in between, you're going to have inspections in between, you got to do with the state and the third party inspection company every year once a year so it just can't be done they're they're not they're human beings they're not robots john then basically if a cam or a board is interviewing a new elevator company Mm -hmm. and the sales rep comes in and talks to them i would recommend that board or cam ask the sales rep on average the maintenance people that would be servicing our association how many stops are they going to be, do they do on average per month? That's, that's never asked. That would be crucial I because know, that's going to tell them. When you're dealing against the four, ele- four major elevator companies, they, that be- because they're big, that question never comes up. That never, the, nobody ever decides to ask that question. Now, I bring it out showing the difference between what we do versus what they do, and that's what's winning us a lot of work. And even consultants understand that. They understand now that because with this merger between Premier and Oracle over the last seven months, we're beginning, we've been getting a lot more opportunities with elevator consultants that we never would have got before. So the size of our company and the philosophy of the company doing the same type of service, monthly visits, that's really what's, again, separating us from everybody else. Hey, everyone. Remember to sign up for our local events in your area that are brought to you by cam-university.com. On Tuesday, October 12th, our luncheon will be at Maggiano's in Orlando on iDrive. The luncheon event will be about understanding community association insurance. You can register through eventbrite.com once notices are sent out. If you are not on our mailing list, 
and would like to get these notices sent directly to your inbox, go to info at cam-university.com and leave us your contact information to be put on our event list. And now back to the show. As we get into this, I'm looking more and more of this as I do these shows from a cam, a point of view, and you see my air quotes, which you can't see when we're on the radio, right? Because it just doesn't work that way. Right. But I, I put that in air quotes, Lynn. What I'm thinking of is a cam. Let's say I come in, I'm a new cam, I come into an existing building, all right? Are you somebody I can call to look at the elevators, even though you didn't put them in? Yes. They may be another competitor. Yes. They may be whatever. How does that work? They that basically happens? make make a phone call to me or email me and say, I got a new building. I understand you, you know, you, who you are. I know your company. I'd like you to come in and evaluate what I've inherited. I get those calls all the time. Not an issue there. Let's talk about when we're doing this location wise. Is there, you know, because we're here in Central Florida. We always tell people that. We don't hide that. We're here in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we do events in Orlando and Tampa and soon to be Jacksonville. Yay. Look out. Duval. Right. We're going to get up there and do that. But is there anywhere that, you know, you get to or don't get to when we have, because we have people who listen from all over. I have a territory that goes from Palm Coast down to Vero all the way out to uh, the edge of Orange County and everything in between. Okay. So I'm that's our that's the Orlando office that I'm focusing on. Um we do have a Tampa St. Petersburg office, we do have a Naples office, we do have a Fort Myers office, we do have a Miami and a Pompano Beach office. So we as a company, Premier Oracle is very well uh and Jacksonville, very well spread out in, in the state Florida. of Florida. We've got the state there. of Florida covered. Nice. All right, so my next question, we've talked a little bit about, and I don't know if this is the right term, used mm-hmm. elevators or pre-installed elevators or whatever you want to okay. call it. Let's say I got a new building and I'm going from the ground up. How do we go about with the new elevators? What's the process with that? How do we get started? What oh, I guess, what do we need to do if you know, you're know you an owner or you're not an owner? Uh, as I say, the board you know, in the cams and you got this stuff coming. How, how do we start off when it's a new build? With Okay, you? well, a new build in Central Florida, we don't do. We don't do new installations here in Central Florida. However, in Jacksonville, they do new installations. So they're encouraging their sales reps up there to sell new, new installations because they have the crews to be able to do new installs. But in Central Florida, we don't. So we just I just tell the clients to make sure if they're going to use one of the four major elevator companies because they're the only ones that install, to not lock themselves in beyond the free service period after each elevator is turned over from the manufacturer so that you're not locking yourself into a long-term agreement. The new stuff that's going in, most of the new stuff we have access to taking care of on a maintenance basis. However, the drawback is when we take on the new stuff from the big four, if there's a software issue with the equipment, I can't buy the software and they won't sell it to me. So then I have to defer my client that is using me for service for a major problem back to the manufacturer for help. I tell them the truth when I take the job. We can maintain it as is. However, if there's a software issue or a proprietary board issue, I can't help you. You've got to go back to the manufacturer to get it fixed. Hopefully, I never have to run into a software issue problem, but that's the that's the hook that they have. They they know that we can't help we can't help take care of the client direct cold totally because they're not going to help us by selling us the proprietary software. Right. Okay. So that's the problem with new installs. I'm going to ask you a little question here. Um, as far as 
you've been working for Premier Elevator for mm-hmm. a while, and this six past, years, six, six years. years. Mm-hmm. This past year, there was a merger, Premier Oracle. Correct, in November. So tell us a little bit more about that merger and how that benefits the customers. Well, the the benefit is the resources are available at our fingertips to maintain the more more of the foreign equipment that we couldn't take care of before. So like some of the uh, new Schindler product, we are taking on and we can maintain as is, but then the software issue comes in possibly, so I have to put that in the contract so the client's aware that we can't fully maintain the equipment. We can maintain it, but if it's a software problem, we have to defer them back to the manufacturer. Most people are okay with that. Pricing is good. We usually are about 35 to 40% month less than most of the manufacturers on when we price stuff. Uh, so I usually it's a win-win. As far as uh, the merger, the nice thing about this merger was three of the four remaining partners that were Premier Elevator owners are still with this new situation as managing partners of Premier Oracle. So there's a lot of Premier influence on this merger, and I'm I'm happy about that. So I, I'm really comfortable with what happened. We have more technicians at our fingertips, more resources, more support, more education. Safety is very big with, with, with Oracle. So, you know, it's, it's a win-win for the client because I still can provide what we were providing before. One thing that I thought was really neat about you, as I've known you for several years now, John, is that you really care about the client and, and you have great follow-up with the client mm-hmm. and you take a, a vested interest in making sure that they're taken care of. Correct. I, I can't remember how you put it to me one time, but something about, uh, you know, you being their account manager is more than just selling and leaving. Tell us more about what you do personally to help the camps. You know, if they need something, my phone's always on 24-7. So I do get calls in the middle of the night sometimes and on weekends. And you take those calls, good or bad, and you defer it. The nice thing about this this merger was we have more people to defer the the, the job uh, the responsibilities to so I don't take care of service but I have a service manager if I have an issue I take it to the service manager the branch manager is involved um, we're working through a couple right now of old premier accounts that were having issues but I've got support on this side on the service side which is making my job easier clients sees it I already got one client telling me that that's the first time they've ever had that kind of attention. So I felt kind of good about that. The other thing is the, I consider myself an, a trusted advisor. So let's say I go into a building and I can't help that client. Well, being part of CAM university and other organizations, I refer my contractor friends that actually I would network with to maybe they can maybe they can use their services. So that kind of puts me in a better light with that client. So they say, well, you can't help me, but I need help here. I always ask that question when I'm on an appointment. Do you need help there? Do you need help here? You know, try to be that trusted advisor so that everybody knows that you're not just there for yourself. And that goes a long way. And I've gotten jobs because of that. So they remember that little thing I've done, and they'll say, you know what? I need help here, and I'm going to call him back. And I get that call back or email, and the rest is history. That's how that works. Well, it's obviously to see you care about what you do, and you care about the client. I can tell just by the way you're answering the question and, yep. and talking to Lynn. So that's yep. that's important. That's important in any business, Yep. much less elevators, because I have been stuck in an elevator, Lynn. 
and it was not exciting. And at the time, it was probably 10 years ago now, my son was probably nine and he was freaking out. Now, it wasn't bad. We were only about three feet off the ground. The door was open about a foot, so you could see the ground. But obviously, if you've seen me, I'm not getting through a foot wide thing in an elevator, right? That is not going to happen. I could have thrown my son through there and he was nine, but you know, the rest of us were sitting there. So had to wait about 45 minutes or so for them to come out and I'm holding to go foods, which was cold by then. I mean, whole long, <laughs> crazy story, right? I mean, this, this is what you get when you're talking with. Oh John, yeah. Just so, you know, I mean, I it's going to go every which direction. It's fine. Uh, one question I had, cause a lot of people don't know, like I said, I just get in the car, I hit the button away we go. Correct. How many parts are there to an elevator? Well, that's a good question. On a hydraulic elevator, which is most elevators up to five, six stories, there's about 30,000 movable parts on a hydraulic elevator. On a traction elevator, like where you work, there's probably closer to 100,000 parts. It's like a space shuttle type Mm -hmm, thing. Pretty much. That's crazy. I mean, you never would have thought there was that many. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to come out with like 500. No, you got the wiring. You got the door locks. You got uh, the limit switches. You got everything in the hoistway. It's a lot. There's a lot that could go wrong. So I can see right now that I'm going to be getting a lot more steps in because knowing that there's that many parts in an elevator, there's that many parts that can go wrong. So, uh, yeah, I'll be getting my steps in. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right, John, what should I have asked you that I didn't? Because like I said, this is a new topic for me for, for elevators. And I know you had brought up with the new bills with Jacksonville. I thought there was something you wanted to expound on there. But is there anything else besides that that it's a question I should have asked you, but I just don't know what I don't know sometimes? Well, the couple, of, you know, we don't just do preventive maintenance on anybody's equipment. We also do very well, good modernization work of existing equipment, which a lot of the equipment in Central Florida is old. And it's in somewhere in 30, 35 years old where they need to be upgraded. So the difference between us upgrading the equipment and a manufacturer is we modernize with non-proprietary equipment. They don't. So, but if an elevator consultant's involved, they have to use non-proprietary because that's what the consultant wants. So that's winning us a lot of work on that end as well. And that gets me in the door and then I can possibly get the service after that we do the modernization. So again, we modernize with all non-proprietary equipment so that if we don't do our job, they can throw us out and get anybody else in there they want to maintain it because there's no password, there's no software issues, it's all non-proprietary in nature. So that's one of the biggest differences between us and the big four elevator companies. That's really awesome. Thank you. And for those of you listening, I'd like to add that John is your vertical transportation specialist. I love that you use that line. I'm your vertical transportation specialist. Expert. 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 Okay. So, John, our listeners have been getting a secret word from some of our sponsors. Mm -hmm. And if you're out there listening, which you should be, If you're listening to this podcast and you attend the next CAM University luncheon, you will be eligible to enter for a special raffle for a $50 gift card from John and Premier Oracle Elevator. But you won't be eligible for this raffle for the $50 gift card unless you know the secret word. Okay? So, John, I'd like for you to tell the the listeners out there, what that secret word is. And then the next luncheon that they come to, they'll have to provide that secret word and they'll be eligible to enter for a $50 gift card from you. What is the secret word? I'm going to keep it simple. Vertical. Vertical it is. This is one of the few where we've kept it to one secret word. Usually everybody's given us like a phrase or like two secret words. I like you, John. Just 
vertical. Well, John, if anybody needs to get a hold of you, if they want to reach out, they want to contact you, talk to you, obviously get business so you can talk to them. What's your contact info? What's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Best way is by, well, I got two ways. You can get a hold of me by phone, 321-316-8558. You can text me that at phone number, or you can email me at john, J-O-H-N dot gill, G-I-L-L at oracleelevator.com. All one word. Lynn, anything else for John before we let him go? Nothing today. John, anything else for Lynn, for me, for we're all good? We're all good. Good to go, guys. All right. So for John Gill from Premier Oracle Elevator and from Lynn from cam-university.com, I'm Jason Eckman from Jack Real Estate Services. That's all we have this week. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast service so you know when new shows are available. Remember, don't just listen to this information. Listen to it and get out there and use it. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the show. If this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you're listening to this and rate and review us. Also, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when we release another show. All of those things help us to build this community, and that's what we're all about. To grow this as big as we can and get more people involved, to help people, and to bring as much value as possible. You guys rating, reviewing, and subscribing really helps with that. To contact us, drop us an email at info at cam-university.com. That is info at cam-university.com. Or you can leave us a message at 407-430-6109. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. Just search CAM University. If you're looking for events or vendors, go to cam-university.com. And remember, don't just listen to this information. Listen to it and then get out there and use it. Have a great day.